Welcome back to Rocks Talks Radio on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station with your host, Harry Harding. And today I am in studio with the president and CEO of Children's Services of Roxbury, Sandra McCroom. Sandra, um, so far, uh, had a, a good discussion and talking not only about just how you came to CSR, talked a little bit, um, a little bit more in depth about the impact uh, that the work has on families. And I know um, a little bit later, we're going to talk um, even more about that, particularly how we impact dismantling systemic racism, um, which, again, for those of you who listen to the show know, that's probably why the Rocks Talks webinar series was formed and also why we continue to have this conversation on the radio and extend it. The, you know, Sandra, you know this, and this is a, a sort of an aside, but you'll, you'll, you'll see where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I... You know I love is golf, and uh, I don't. Uh, if I can find any reason to fit golf into a uh, conversation, I generally do. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really you know part of the reason why I do it is because it's it's one of the most therapeutic things that I do in terms of self care. Um, and self care is one of those terms that gets thrown around a lot. And um, you know again, how, how much we all actually execute that and do it well enough is a whole other conversation. But I think. You know, when you do find things that give you a sense of peace, a sense of comfort, a sense of calm, a sense of self, a sense of relaxation, you know, fit fit any word you wanted to hear. But that that state of being without worry, that state of being um, held and comforted, um, I think that's something we all can appreciate, certainly. And when we find activities that bring that to bring bring us that or people that bring us that. You know, we tend we tend to gravitate towards them, and golf is one of those things for me. Mm-hmm. But Children's Services of Roxbury, we know that our mission is to bring peace of mind to families across the Commonwealth. That's a mission that actually was evolved under your leadership. So I want you to, if you don't mind, to just share with the audience how that came to be—the vision of peace of mind—and just unpack more about what that means to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, appreciate the question. Well. I- I don't know if I've shared this with many people. Now I'm on the radio talking about it. <laughs> just, just me, you, and 40,000 of your closest friends. It's fine. Well, quite honestly, um, I, I talked about sort of my spirit of discernment and uh, how my spirituality influences me. And <clears throat> um, when I first came to CSR, um, I couldn't believe, one, I had known the agency, I worked with it, uh, Reverend and Mrs. Richardson, of course, matriarch and patriarchs of our, our community. I worked closely with Reverend Richardson when I ran another nonprofit, Roxbury Youth Works, that I mentioned before. But when I got there, I was amazed at how much I didn't know about the agency. I thought I knew it all. I thought I knew the programs and the depth and breadth of the services were was amazing to me. And um, the more I learned, the more I realized that CSR really needed it to lift its head from all the work. And you mentioned earlier, Harriet, like giving flowers while people are still around. And I felt like CSR had never been given its flowers for all the work and the dedication. And I wanted to you know, bring light to uh, the amazing staff 
you know, the resiliency of the community, the beauty of the people we were working with, uh, serving mm-hmm. uh, and supporting in any way that we could, um, and to highlight that. And I really feel like this idea came to me um you know, in a moment of reflection, in a moment of how do I bring attention to this agency? And the idea was so big and crazy to me, I was afraid to say it out loud. I don't know where it came from. And I was very cautious about who I talked to about it because it was so outside the box. It was outside of my comfort zone. And that was to try to create the world's largest human peace sign. And... I have to say I'm a Peace Corps volunteer, so I, you know, this notion of peace has always been part of my life, maybe not consciously, um, but I think about back to my youth, there was always this sense of the word peace and what it meant, Mm. and um, when you say peace of mind, it's almost like you don't know you have it until you don't. Mm. Right. Right. When you don't have peace of mind, you're you're scrambling. And uh, so we did this big event. I'll talk more about that um, back in 2017. Just crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Six years ago. Right. We took over the Boston Common and tried to create the world's largest human peace sign. And to me, it was get as much media, get as much attention on the agency just because people didn't know who we were. And the other thing was that, you know, this black-led agency who people only knew fractions of who we were, we were going to be on a on a much bigger stage to just say this is who we are and simultaneously thinking about how to change our uh, mission statement. We had a great mission statement. It was beautiful and it was well written. And if, you know, streamlining it to say we can't get to any of the work that we want to do with a family if they are worried about how they're going to pay their bills, where they're going to sleep, where the next meal for their child is coming from, right? If you're staying up and have no peace of mind because the state is in your house judging how you keep your house, how often you wash your clothes, what kind of food is in the refrigerator, Mm. all under the threat of maybe having your children removed from you. Right. Um, If you don't have something to anchor you and hold on to, then it's hard to think about anything else. So this idea of peace of mind, this this sort of non-tangible but vital element of our human existence mm-hmm. um, was something I felt was important, and it is what CSR was giving to people, right? When we go into a home, we are meeting you where you are. We have no judgment. We will speak your language. We will respect the ha- the rules of your house right. and say literally— Let's partner with you. Let us partner with you and help you keep your kids. Let us help you learn this American culture of 
not sitting on the floor to eat, right, even though that may be your culture from the country you came from. Um, but if you want to, you know, like you understand what I'm saying, just to um, meet people where they are is my point. Yes. And um, give them a peace of mind that we are here with you in support of you without judgment, um, helping you to navigate a world that uh, doesn't always feel fair. Right. And and I think, you, I mean, there's a lot that you unpack there, but I think the the all of the different examples of families and the different types of services that they access at CSR, again, gives you the sense of, again, what peace of mind really is. I mean, again, just thinking about the mother who you know, drops her son or daughter off at daycare and, and goes to work or goes to school for the rest of the day. Like just having that peace of mind, knowing that their child is safe and in good hands and in caring hands while they do what else they need to do. I mean, you can't put, again, you, it's not like you said, it's non-tangible. You can't put a price on that, right? That's right. Similar to the adopted child who, you know, has, is now in a, a foster home, a, a safe stable foster home, but has been waiting for placement for X amount of months, right? right. That f- the, f- the fact that they now have a loving family and a, and a residence they can take care of, you know, another child may have need behavioral health services. And again, is now better functioning in school because they, they're able to now, you know, have a treatment plan for the nightmares they've been having or some other kind of trauma. I mean, again, all these are examples, but they're again, real examples. And back to that idea of Peace of mind just looks differently for every family. So for children, for, so for our mission to be so dedicated to that, again, again, it is, it's both a credit to you, but it's also, um, you know, another, you know, we are at another place in which we really kind of can take a step back to really look at the, the, the 10,000 foot view of what an impact um, an agency like Children's Services of Roxbury has on the community. Um, and you know, that, that effort of bringing in, trying to break that world peace on, um, recollecting how much that was able to build community, both at CSR, but also again, sort of propel our, our brand and our mission to those parts of the, of the Commonwealth and to other parts of the community at large that maybe not knew, that didn't have a, a sense of who we were. Again, that value has been enormous. Yeah, I I was just going to jump in and say we're now on this journey of um, trying to raise a lot of money. Um, Harry, as you know, we bought the building we're in, and we're trying to uh, raise the money to rehab this building. And I'm sitting at tables, and I'm in rooms with people that, um, you know, are new to us. They're learning who I am. They're learning who the agency is. And— when I present a slide deck, I show a picture, a visual of that peace sign that we created. And I can't tell you how many times I've been on a call with a big funder or an individual philanthropist, and they're like, oh, my God, I was there. <laughs> I and remember is you. That, oh, yeah, that's the, who you guys are. The peace sign peoples. Exactly. <laughs> yep. um, I could say, you know, we had— uh, And that was the point, you know, that was the point is to put CSR on people's radar screens. And I am now friends with and engaged in conversation with people because they came to that event. And, you know, 
Dr. Maya Angelou talked about, you know, is how you make people feel that is what they remember. Right. And people remember that day fondly. Uh, you know, we we had uh, Dr. Lee Pelton come and speak at the peace sign because at the time he was president of Emerson. And now Dr. Pelt is at um, uh, Boston, Boston Foundation. And, you know, these are relationships that, you know, we would never have had had we not done that. Um, and if I could raise this money, I'm going to have plenty of peace of mind. So. That's right. That's right. As will many others have peace, right. plenty of peace of mind. Staff so. and the, the, the families involved. But. Absolutely. But yeah, again, uh, you're listening to Rocks Talks Radio on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. Uh, your host, Harry Harding, here with our president and CEO, Children's Services of Roxbury, Sandra McCroom. And we have had, um, we've been really taking this whole time to really just unpack, again, Sandra's journey, as well as, um, again, more of the mission, CSR, at a, taking a closer look at that. And um, you were... I want to give you another space or more space rather to talk um, kind of about where your vision, we we talked about where your vision when you arrived to Children's Services of Roxbury and leading to the Peace of Mind campaign. We talked about that during the last segment, but I really want to move us forward into thinking about where we are now in 2023. Again, your visioning for going forward um, and really kind of centering our, our conversation home with this idea around how the work that, as you see it, how the work that CSR does contributes to this idea of dismantling systemic racism and uh, forging one Boston. Yeah, um, I feel like Children's Services of Roxbury has always been working to magnify um, the love that exists in community. And um, and we excel at that. We excel at it. And I think that is a key element to dismantling racism, right? That if we can show love to one another, uh, you know, that heals all wounds. But this country, this city— uh, has some very, very deep wounds that we need to be talking about. And so um, I'll, I'll say this. Children's Services of Roxbury is on, uh, I've used the word before, trajectory. We are on a, on a growth spurt and a trajectory um, that has been in the making for 50 years. Uh, we bought the building, yes. We want to raise some significant money to rehab the building, yes. But the purpose is higher than all of it. Mm. Uh, all of the physical manifestations of what needs to be done in order to magnify the love and respect that myself, the board, have for the staff who deserve to uh, come to a place that reflects uh, the excellence in work that they perform. So I have a vision of honoring that in the physical presence of a clean, nice, efficient um, building. I think that physical presence is an honor to the children that come into the building. 
It will be 57,000 square feet of family-focused, centered on love and joy and learning uh, and play. Uh, Play is something that we forget that um, it is how we all began our learning journey. Uh, And we are intentionally building that into a physical place But that physical place will only allow for us to continue to magnify uh, the love, the dignity, and the respect um, that the community deserves, the families we serve, they deserve that, and certainly uh, the staff that we um, have and will have uh, deserves. That said, if I may, I'm sitting here— and I can't help but to think that uh, 55 years ago tomorrow, Dr. King was murdered, right? And the day before, which would have been 55 years ago today, uh, he was in Memphis, again, my father's hometown, and he was there to support the sanitation workers, Two sanitation workers had been killed and uh, because of faulty equipment. And he went there to honor the strike that the sanitation workers were going on, fighting for um, not just their wages, not just um, safety in the workplace, um, but he went there to fight for the dignity of their humanity, Mm. right? Their signs that they had, those iconic signs, I am a man. Uh, They didn't have signs that said, um, you know, increase my salary. Right. We want safer working conditions. They had to break it down to be recognized as human beings, as humans, Essence, the the. If you can't see me as a human, then you can't understand why I need to make a livable wage, right. right? Or you can't see why I think it's important to have safety protocols so that I'm not taking a lunch break and get killed by the truck that I'm sitting on, right? And um, I think the the. The recognition, no matter how you come to us at CSR, of your humanity and the dignity with which we treat you is fundamental. And until or unless we as Americans, we as Bostonians, we as people can see each other's humanity, um, you know, we got a long way to go. And I I, I think— in essence, we're still carrying those signs, I am a man, right? Mm. We're still trying to shout from the rooftops that uh, I deserve to live in a city that doesn't have these visible barriers to access to good jobs, access to good housing, access to quality services. Um, and there's an urgency 55 years later, we are, in essence, still carrying those signs. Mm. And um, and if we're not careful, 
and we let the uh, opposite of love permeate our society and the conversations we're having with one another, um, we could be in a lot of trouble. So, yeah, we're, we're standing in the gap. We're standing in the gap, no doubt. No doubt about it. I mean, this is um, another reason why I both appreciate but also get frustrated in this platform because I feel like we could continue to talk for so much longer about all of this. And the truth is um, we can and we will. But I, I'm so um, fortunate to have had some of your time today, Sandra, again, just to, again, not only just um, um, just spend time and, and talk about the mission at CSR, which I enjoy, but really, again, to hear in your own words, um, you know, how you do what you do and why you do what you do, I think is um, um, both a not only just an important thing for the audience to hear, but I also think uh, for those of the families who may be um, partners with us uh, on their journey to, to better, uh, knowing that there's a leader in place who is, again, fully committed to the work um, and has the right perspective and attitude to get it done. I think I'll, hopefully that is um, ins- as inspiring to your ears as it is to mine, um, even as though the, even as biased as those ears might be, um, at the end of the day, they are. it is f- pure fact. And um, so, Sandra, that said, I do want to... Um, you know, just also give you an opportunity to, you know, do say any final words you might want to say to the audience, but uh, also, um, you know, if you'd like to tell the audience how they can find out more about Chosen Services of Roxbury, if they'd like to support, I'd love for you to share that as well. Yeah, if you'd like to learn more about the work that we do and um, this mission-critical time we are in, our website, it is... uh, www.csrox.org. That's csrox.org um, to learn more about the work that we're doing uh, in the coming weeks and months as we enter into the spring and summer. You'll hear a lot more uh, information about our uh, building project, etc. And we are always open and welcoming of volunteers and. Um, even just curiosity, you want to see the building, you want to meet some of our staff, learn about some of our programs. Absolutely. We'd love to have you. And if you are in the area, we're right next to Ideal. So in case you were wondering where we are, um, you can definitely come and stop and see us on your way to Ideals. You know, I, I'm, I'm, it's another stat that came to me. And again, I, I just have to share this because you were talking about this earlier, and you probably know the stat even more so than I do, but um, when you were working in the prison system, you know that um, like 13% or something like that of the population is African-American, or, and but 40-plus percent of the prison population is African-American. Is that stat around accurate? Yeah. In fact, it might be a, even a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, it might be higher in terms of the population here in Massachusetts, for example. The rate of incarceration of men of color are is dramatically and always has been higher than um, uh, people who are not people of color. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's so that's alarming. So let's keep that just just for again keep that stat in mind for a second. Then let's superimpose another stat, which is an internal stat that we've done as an agency, we, you know, post-COVID, 
you know, and obviously very concerned about, you know, what not only COVID, but the lack of resources and, and ongoing um, support needed in the sense of urgency Sandra talked about today. We asked our families and we asked particularly young people, you know, how they were dealing with stress. And 76% of our respondents said that they were stressed. The, the children, this is children 10 to 21. So I'll just go back to the first stat, right? We got an overrepresented population and overrepresented in the prison population. And then we have a, a young person population right now that is overstressed due to many reasons, inc- including COVID. I'm pointing that out to say the the response by the community is vital, is urgent, and is necessary. And Children's Services of Roxbury is trying to do their part. But this is the whole point of why this is all this really matters is because these stats are stats, but again, at the end of them, there are actually real lives attached to them. The young people that are we serve as part of Children's Services of Roxbury were discussing those stats on the radio show that they're learning how to produce. And to hear them unpack how how those stats impact them, to hear them talk about how they want to um, be part of solutions, mm-hmm. I just couldn't sort of end the show without sharing how proud I am to be a part of an organization where young people, again, want to be part of the solutions, right? They want to be a part of bettering the community and not get caught up in, again, that uh, overrepresented population and in, in, that's incarcerated. And hopefully being a part of this organization, we can be a part of mitigating some of that stress that we talked about. That's, you know, I, yeah. I can't think of any other more worthy reason to, um, you know, get up and do what I do every day. No doubt. And uh, I'm glad that, that, you know, you and the rest of the CSR staff get up every day uh, committed to shifting some of those statistics and um, given our young people hope and opportunity uh, that they they so deserve. No doubt about it. And I, I just want to thank you, Harry, for the work you're doing, um, teaching our young people um, how to produce uh, their own shows, I heard you talking earlier, moving into television as well. Our partners at BNN, incredible. Uh, And shout out to all of our partners. Uh, Too many to name, but certainly BNN, as I'm sitting in this beautiful studio, just really want to thank them for um, giving our young people a venue to not only express themselves on the radio, but also learn the back office side of things um, that are, you know, career-oriented skills. So really shout out to all of our partners, especially BNN. And uh, thanks for all of your work too, Harry. Thank you. Uh, Sandra, thank you. The, it's likewise. Again, I, I appreciate all of your support, your mentorship, and again, your just overall dedication to this mission because without it, again, there'd be a lot of um, a lot of young people, there'd be a lot of staff, there'd be a lot of uh, community members and stakeholders uh, attached to this agency who uh, wouldn't have as good and quality leadership as they currently have. So appreciate you for that. And um, again, I want to just remind you all that you've been listening to Rocks Talks Radio on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's community radio station and Rocks Talks Radio. If you want to access it at any time uh, after we air, you can do so on www. 
www.wbca.podbean.com. And again, as Sandra mentioned, you can also find any information about Children's Services of Roxbury by going to the website at www.csrox.org. Again, that's www.csrox.org. This has been Rocks Talks Radio. We'll see you on another time, another place. Until then, be well. Take care. Trusting God, I know that everything will be fine. Built for a real stand-up God, they ain't never breaking my kind. I believe I can do anything, ain't never changing my mind. Life's all about patience, take it one day at a time. Life's all about patience, take it one day at a time, you know?